Welcome to Rollfair, a role-playing podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, we will introduce ourselves. I am Devin, the Dungeon Master. Uh, I'm Ryan, playing Seth, the Tiefling Warlock. I'm Kayla, playing Kaiji, the Tabaxi Pirate. I am Austin, playing the Tortle Cleric. I am Ben, playing Raina, the Human Ranger. And occasionally popping in with Arden's voice while he's dead. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I'm playing Asar, the Fire Genasi Sorcerer. Perfect. So last time, the party has met up with Suram and revealed to him that they have the blade he was looking for. He revealed to them that he was tired of his responsibility as a keeper of one of the seals of Mashingu with the Obazat. Um or the binding of Ilmoloth. And he was hoping that the sword could dispel the magic and if not finish his his existence. Um, so we are picking up after Krarg has been given a wish, his intelligence increased, and his curse was ended. And the party is deciding what the next steps with Suranam are. So you see Krarg in all of his his newfound glory, if you will. And Suranam looks up at each of you and he says, I can take him to this Bilka Hall that you speak of, as close to it as I can. But I think... I still owe you part of this contract. I told you I would reveal the information you wanted. What I can tell you is that your friend here, his family, they continued to drink from that oasis, to murder, to kill, to devour. And then all of a sudden, they rose up as a cloud of smoke altogether and departed south back into the mountains they came from. You don't know where the oasis came from? Where I can tell curse... you... Uh, I'm sorry, one more time. Where the oasis or the curse on the oasis or whatever They certainly it was. are cursed. There's no do, doubt about that. Do you know when or what caused it? I can tell you some information there. Right. There's something more you need to know about these, this family of his. I'm sorry, do you have, so they rose up as smoke and they went what direction? South, back to the mountains, which would be the um, Katari Mountains. Okay. That's where Krog is from. But they... Empires? Turned blue. And... Their eyes grew red, and they began to cast spells before they left. Anyone have any idea what he's talking about? For the sake of player knowledge, these are now ogre mages. Um, but you would have no idea what they are as characters. This is all new to me. The mist thing sounds like with the the 
the uh, no, the um, the no, no, but we don't know the no's, but whatever. Um, the hyena things, right? hyena things, the vampire beings, but the dang. They also were skin and red eyes, and far more intelligent than they started out to be. Interesting. So, Krarg is, uh, is it good or bad that you, that that didn't happen to you? <laughs> I'd say it's a good thing. I would rather not be like that. I'm glad I am not killing for pleasure. We are too. Yes, um... Well, I, I will say it's been a pleasure traveling with you for, for the time that we have had. We will obviously stop into the hall uh, whenever it is convenient to us. Yes, yes. Uh, sir, um, um, before you disappear off into wherever you, you plan on going... I'll be right back. Okay, okay. Yeah. So he grabs Krarg and Mud... And just teleports out out of there. Oh, bye, Krog. <laughs> uh, you, you get to say your goodbyes, of course. Um, of course, he'll be back. He he. We haven't given him the sword yet. <laughs> and uh, he then reappears probably five minutes later, um, and then explains further details to you. Whatever cursed them. I don't know what it was, but I do know that it wore the robes of the Katari Mugi. I don't know if it was human or some other being a dwarf, a gnome, could be something far worse, I don't know. But I do know the Katari Mungi probably have something to do with this. Um, can you remind me who the Katari Mungi are? Is that, that is the church? church. It's the church. In okay. southern T'Challa. Of course it's them. It's probably some dragonborn from that damn church. I mean, that, that prophecy from Malika and Nalia or the warning was talking about the false church and stuff, right? Corrupt religions? Yeah. Um, so they went southeast in the direction of that's where we need to go. That town there, I can't remember. I can't so uh, it's your your town, uh, Alton. Uh, Kushar, wait, south oh, of Kushaka. Oh, the, the town. Kazdi. Yeah, I can't. Costi? Costi. 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 Yeah. Costi. Costi. Headed southeast towards Costi. That's the last I saw of them. Okay. Shortly after that, large group of very small, disgusting looking creatures came through. We know them too. The, they came through from that direction or toward that direction? From that direction. Oh, great. They, uh, My parents are now like... very small, disgusting creatures. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look like deformed gnomes. And something like that. 
Yeah, we know them. Yeah, hopefully they're headed north now with help on the way to them, so... Actually, they should probably be there by now, considering the amount of time we've been running around. Yeah, it's only been like a week. A week, week and a half. Yeah, it would have taken probably two and a half weeks to get there. They're they're in good hands. Um, And luckily, they didn't seem to be feral. Yes. So... Um, So, before you try... um, getting rid of the, the connection between you and the gem. Can you tell us about how that doll came to be and what, what ki- kind of how did, how did they bind you to it in the first place? I don't know all the details but I know that after Ilmalath was slain by Mishingu she and her children among some of the other gods needed some sort of protector of these and they would scatter them throughout the area and they convinced us to play the part and we had seen the destruction of the war it nearly came and destroyed part of our own planes and we agreed to help not knowing the real cost but I don't know all the details of how it happened, but we agreed. They formed the gems, and... And by God, they, you mean the gods? The gods and the demigods. They just formed the gems, you said? Mm-hmm. Like out of thin air? They created them with various components, and then we allowed our souls to be attached to them. Can I make some sort of check to like understand the base mechanics of this? Sure, make a religion check. Good. 21. Okay. I would say, based on what you know, um, describing this, it, it sounds like they tethered his soul, um, his essence, to this item, which prevents him from leaving this plane of existence, for one. And then two... Um, they likely bound him to a, the geographical area he's in as part of a essentially like a, a, a genie in a lamp um, it, the, the desert is his lamp um, and it keeps him in this location um, likely picked very carefully due to its um, very difficult circumstances to survive in um, and so you would know for uh, you would have a fairly good idea of how this was done um, and I will give you an advantage on any attempts to try and break it okay. but again still would be a pretty high DC so if he says his soul is bound to the thing does that mean that the if your soul and the thing are not touching, they don't. It doesn't work. Or do you have to bind a new soul to free his? I'm, I'm saying if we if we take the gem from you, does does the gem? It's like soul surgery. Not not 
contain anything anymore because it because it's a seal, right? The, the gem's a seal, part of a seal. The seal, from my understanding, has to be taken directly to Elmolat's heart. I see. So in order the Shingu's to... spear is still there. That is the fifth element of... <laughs> <laughs> Good That's <man>. funny. <laughs> that was not intentional. <laughs> um, that is the fifth key to releasing her. The gems are the... the they unlock the door and the key can then be removed which is the spear no wonder my attempts to dispel the magic didn't work (laughs) well I mean maybe with a sword and uh, some of my magics we can attempt to remove the gem from you because you're not a good person. You kill lots of people, and death is too much of an easy out for you. I will attempt to free you again from this gem, but you need to make an oath to, to um, Uvamar, I guess. I'm, I wouldn't pick a god if I were you. Yeah. Something. An but, oath of atonement. Yes, that. I'd be willing to do that. Do you, do you guys agree with this? Do we? I mean, would we trust him to hold to that? I mean... What else can we do? Honestly, there's not much else at this point. Um, I do have... And I apologize... Uh, for sending a burden one last request and that is that you take us to the borders of the Coxeda Desert before this um, you did want us to find your freed friend and yes, I do feel like that is Does he have a name? Uh, next do we ever hear his name? No. he hasn't ever told you his name is Banut B-A-N-U-T Figured it's better to know his name than just keep saying you're a freak friend all the time. But no. If you find him, that'd be great. If we hear or not. If we find him, uh, is there anything we could tell him to keep him from being hostile towards us? You could just tell him that Suram vouches for you. Is there any way you know of to contact him? Like if you came with us to the edge of the desert. The only way we've ever been in contact is by waiting here for each other. And he takes off a ring and hands it to Rainer and says, this will let him know that I sent you. The ring itself is silver um, and has a um, a uh, turquoise gemstone on it um, with various draconic glyphs inscribed into it. 
Let's get this show on the road. Um, considering gods and demigods did the original stuff, I could use any assistance, uh, my, my friends that you have. Um, I know, Asar, you're not necessarily a cleric, but you're more of a cleric than I am sometimes. <laughs> um, um, and then... I mean, we were, I already have advantage on it, but, like, asking for help to, like, channel magic and whatnot to... If you, if you give me a sh- short rest, I can help you a little bit more. Everything with help. Okay. We'll, we'll see what you guys do, and I'll adjust the DC accordingly. Okay. Um, so, I'm not sure how this would work, but I want to try using Channel Divinity as well to help. Okay. <laughs> Sounds I, good. I think we could also try, like, so at the same time that everything that you're doing is going on, um, I essentially try to... Use the... Hit him with the sword and the spell. Yes, yes. Use that. So it's kind of like hitting it from both sides, like... And then multi- I can cast Counterspell. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> I cast Counterspell! I'll, Die, but I'll, 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 count, I'll counter his Counterspell. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, casting, like, a ceremony? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'll let you cast, like, uh... You could use ceremony in like a less of a capacity of the spell and more of a capacity of attempting, almost like a like an uh, exorcism, if you will, type okay, situation. Okay. Cool. Um, um. So what do you, what are uh, just so I understand? What are you're rolling like a saving throw or? It's not a saving throw. It's a essentially you're rolling a arcana check using that spell with any modifiers you guys can add with the things you're doing. Okay. You're trying to beat whatever the DC is. I, I'm also going to cast um, actually I don't have that prepared. Is it, let me check if it's a ritual. Never mind. Okay. Um, here, wait. Actually, hold on. I have some things for you, Shrew. I have uh, a stone of good luck. So that's a plus one to ability checks and saving throws. And so I'll have you wear that, but you have to attune to it. So take a short rest. I mean, it's not really an ability check. Yeah, it's not an ability check here. Well, technically it is because it's Arcana. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Because cool. I can, I can give you. Saving throw. Wait, does it have a saving throw? No. Because no. you could, I'll, I'll give you the this. You can borrow the, the stone of good luck, and then um, I can do guidance on you for a D four, and can we I don't compound guidance. No. Okay, didn't think so. DM, I don't know if this works, but um, Asar has this so ability called Favored by the like Gods, you. where I can add 2d4 to oh, ability, ability checks and oh, see I mean, those, like, spell. you know, just whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I think is that something I can Sefton add? Guidance. Is it just for you, or is it It's for me. Okay. I'd say for this case, probably not, especially nah. since this was something created. I'd have to go back to Ibelisa. Well, could I cast Guidance on Rainer as well? Not doing all of this. <laughs> Not while you're casting your spell. Okay, fair enough. So I, I have 
a couple spells if we're creative it's enough with them. Concentration. Hmm? It's might concentration. Fit. It's a, a one off. I think it'd be a stretch. Uh, if I cast Bestow Curse to curse the gem away from his soul, probably wouldn't work. Last resort. Or Vampiric Touch. I did something similar like suck the gem out of him. You know, know. some of us aren't helpful and that's okay. We'll just stand <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Rainer, why do you need guidance? What's happening? Well, I'm going to be trying to hit him and help dispel the magic with the sword. Uh, I'm going to put guidance into the ring of spell storing, and someone else can cast it on nice. Rainer. Nice. Well thought out. Um, well, I uh, double check the the ring. I don't know if you can store cantrips in there. I think it's a spell. Mm -hmm. It's technically a level zero spell. That's why which, I just double check it. Which you then can with it, the sword, Rainer. Yes. You get a plus two bonus to any rolls with it. Okay. I know in a lot of cases cantrips. Can't, also, you need to attune. It's like the ring can one. store up to five levels worth of spells at a time. So if you yeah. use cantrips count as a level one spell when stored. Okay. That's why we'll allow it. There you what go. Were you, saying, Steph, you can that cast guidance. <laughs> It's like the good old days. <laughs> okay. um, wait, wait, wait. I have one last thing. Um, uh, doesn't invisibility grant you, like, advantage? <laughs> There's no way invisibility would help Not. here. <laughs> I mean, invisibility grants advantage, advantage on, on attacks. Ah, uh, okay. And, like, I, I mean, was, you would have... I mean, he's not resisting, so... It's I'm not just saying, like, like you're gonna miss. I'll just cast Witch Bolt. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing, for a little bit of good luck, I pull Arden's magic bag of sand. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, let's get the show on the road. Yes, yeah, so we get traveled he, to the edge of the he desert. Bamps you to the edge of the desert. Um, we make our preparations. You guys make your preparations, attune with whatever whatever you need to attune to, and then you prepare to exercise him essentially. Okay. Would protection of good and evil no, like cause advantage? Would do nothing. <laughs> Damn it! He already has advantage, so you don't. There, there's nothing that you can really do. All you're doing at this point is reducing or, or increasing the number to the roll, or decreasing the DC essentially. So okay. I think you guys have about exhausted your options. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I got 27. Okay. Um, I got a. I'm doing my arcana with that. Uh, 21. Okay. Sounds good. So as you guys um, prepare the spell, you create, you, you pull out any incense you have, uh, you, you, you um, prepare a, a, a ceremony circle here. Um, and you begin casting your spell. And at first, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. Um, you see Suranam sitting there quietly in the air. Um, and then all of a sudden, you see him writhe in, in what looks to be discomfort. Um, and 
then it begins to grow and grow and you see that he's racked with torment at this point um as the spell reaches its pinnacle uh rainer comes in stabbing directly into his chest with the the blade and you see you hear Suranam let out this scream um and from the incision created from the the blade you see a stone begin to press forth um the spell continues to to penetrate into his essence and a light forms around this stone and it begins pulling it outward and the sword is pushed out and rainer you fall 15 feet backwards um and eventually this light grabs hold of the gem pulls it out suranam drops to the ground uh the, the the ability to levitate gone um, at that moment and the light comes and brings this stone directly to you Sharu and drops it in your hands and the stone is is probably the size of like a bowling ball oh my um, it's big um, and it is a pure um, blue um uh, kind, of, kind of cobalt, cobalt blue, um, and uh, you have successfully transferred this stone away from him, and you see Suranam stir, eyes just opening ever so slightly, and then his color restore, um, and he just weeps with joy and gratitude. By the gods. I'm, oh, I'm gonna be honest. Um, oh, and I'm I'm just like breathing heavy, just feeling kind of drained from. The, uh, I did not did not think that was actually going to work. <sighs> sure, just kind of stares off in the distance and just kind of collapses and he as he's just exhausted. <laughs> All right, Sheru. We gotta test this. Can you let go of that stone? <laughs> <laughs> Not another Sucks into your soul. Ah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Probably doesn't take it. I think it's a DC of It's his will save to uh, see if he wants to let go of the ring. <laughs> you see Cho struggling with the stone, trying to let go of it. I, it, I can't let go. Make insight. <laughs> What? Yeah, because my insights are really high. 18? Ouch! 17? I got a 20. I got 22, so you, you believe me. You don't believe me. I got 20 on my deception that I can't let go of it. I take a step back, kind of just like catching my breath, but not just, just out of the vision so the others can't see me kind of like smile a little bit. Uh, Asara is just playing around, uh, useless, <laughs> running around in circles. Quick, Rainer, hit him with the sword. Ah! Um. Auden is very worried. Um, what do we do? Uh, we can't have it trapped Rainer, in him. We his should try and that sword. Most extreme option. 
Uh, and Sherry would go up to Sarah, take it from me, Sarah, take it, take, take it. it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, it's yours now. I, I drop, drop it. It. <laughs> it drops. It drops to the sand. I pick it up. Drop it again. And Sherry just starts laughing. What the hell? <laughs> oh, you ass. Well, now we have a very expensive sapphire. That's, no, th- this is... <laughs> <laughs> do you um, I do I laughing. even have to explain what this is? Um, by the way, so I put it in. Okay, the I put it in the bag of holding. I'm gonna walk over soon. I'm you're right. I'm alive. Is, does he look? And he's, is he hurt? Yeah, he's got a giant hole in his chest. I, I use my uh, prayer beads. Okay. Ah. Uh, Twelve plus three is fifteen. Okay. <laughs> the uh, hole, the hole begins to knit back, but I cure him for seven points. Okay, it heals a little bit more, but you can tell, even with healing this wound, um, this is a true. magical scar that will never go away. You, yeah, you, you, you might want to get that booked at. He will carry it for the rest of his days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, maybe I can make amends for my wrongs now. I think okay. the big question is, can you walk across the line now, since we're right so next he, to it? So he lifts up into the air, begins floating once more, and crosses the line. And that is going to be where we end this session. Thanks for listening. Um, um, oh, oh, this is the Gout Show. Well, if you think we do a decent job and you've been entertained, maybe, you know, uh, share this with people. Oh, and check out our YouTube. We have some episodes there. I'm supposed to upload more, but I'm kind of bad at my job. Uh, bye. Oh, wait. Uh, we also have Instagram and Facebook. You can check those out, too.